0: Today we will be discussing season four, episode twenty, titled "Worlds Apart." Yet another excellent, excellent episode that uh, returns to the good old times of what was it? Twenty (laughs) twelve. This is taking place in twenty twelve. I'm pretty sure. So not not twenty thirty six. We're we got like we got three more episodes, including this one of like present day madness or what was present day at the time this was airing and then we do like race to the finish in 2036 uh, so we're going back to the present day and god there's so much going on in this episode they packed it with a lot of stuff and it is phenomenal and we'll get into like all the bits and pieces of it in a minute but before that uh we have to do everyone's favorite segment things that are different. <laughs> God that that horrible horrible intro. Uh anyway, so we got two things to sort of dive into on this. One being an alternate universe thing, the other being an alternate timeline thing. Uh the alternate universe thing apparently there's no rainbows on the other side. Apparently atmospheric conditions are uh, not good uh, and rainbows don't exist. Uh, there's that great scene where Folivia Olivia is talking to Olivia and talking about how she likes coming over here because there's rainbows uh, and it's, it's so sad. Oh my God. Imagine, imagine being deprived of a good rainbow. That, that's just, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. That actually is. This is not a joke. That's actually the saddest thing I've ever heard of the other universe. Like, we've talked a lot of, of how, like, the other universe is, like, a dystopian hellscape. We've talked a lot about that in this, in this show. But, that is maybe the saddest piece of information they've given yet. It's just, like, they they they're deprived of something as simple and beautiful as rainbows. Like, that... Oh, that hurts my heart. Like not a joke. That actually hurts my heart. Uh, also, going back to alternate timeline stuff. uh, little tiny thing, not a big deal. Uh, Nick Lay and Sally Clark are both alive. They weren't killed in the other universe. Uh, they were not killed in this timeline. Which I mean makes sense because without Peter being there. Uh, he was never taken to the other side by Walternate without ha- that happening. Uh, Olivia didn't go to get him back without that happening. Like, she wouldn't have brought Nick Lane and Sally Clark and uh, James Heath and all of them along. Uh, they wouldn't have died on that journey. So, that makes sense. And also, like, we've made it very, 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 very clear that in this timeline, Olivia hadn't met any Cortexa fan kids before Chadwick Boseman, RIP. So, like, it makes... All of this makes sense. It's just... Very, very well thought out. Also, it's nice to see Nick Lane again in this episode. We spent a lot of time uh, with Nick Lane in this episode, and he—it's very, very good. And I like checking back in on that character. Anyway, uh, that is it for this installment of things that are different. Do 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 do. God, I uh, I want to finish this. So I can have myself an excuse to not do that intro. Like I want to be done with Fringe, just so I can stop doing that intro. I mean, I can stop anytime I want. It's just I'm choosing not to. I'm doing this to myself, but like, man, now like I, I just want I just want that cold turkey quitting that ending this show would. Forced me to do. So, <laughs> finale can't come soon enough. Uh, anyway, so this episode begins, and we have Walter basically taking everyone through David Robert Jones's plan uh, that he has figured out. Essentially, what he wants to do is make it so that both universes sort of collapse into a singular... Gravitational singularity into a singular mass and basically create a new Big Bang. He wants to create a new universe by destroying two others and create a new one where laws of physics are what he make it. Uh, everything is what he makes it. He can populate it by his creatures that he's been creating uh that we know he has in that little boat. You know, that, like, the most important boat, the boat that I talked about earlier is being, like, a super important boat. That's why that boat is super important. Uh, Westfield was a test to make sure he could, in fact, ride out the storm, that there would be an eye of the storm where he could ride it all out, uh, that there would be a storm that there would be an eye of the storm where everything would be okay and everything in that little area would be unaffected. And it's, it's a really great moment of just like every little thing that David Robert Jones has done throughout this season uh, that has seemed so unconnected. Like, up until this point, David Robert Jones's quote-unquote plan has looked to the outside observer, like, just a series of random things that don't connect in any way. Like, there's no way you can see organic shapeshifters being connected to, uh, Westfield, being connected to porcupine monsters, being connected to, uh, making deaths sync up with doppelgangers, and now, like, immediately... In this one exposition dump from Walter Bishop, like, all of that collapses, and you're just like, oh shit. Now we know. Now we know exactly what was happening. Now we know exactly why, uh... David Robert Jones was doing all of this. Now, we know what the endgame was. And I, by the way, love the moment where everyone's doubting Walter, doubting Walter, doubting Walter. Like, this sounds insane. You literally just said you saw it in a dream. Blah, 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 blah. And then Walter, it's just like... Um... So, I've learned in my time that, like, things are super weird. So, let's just give Walter a chance and, uh... Not overlook his plan. Or, or not overlook his theory. By the way... The reconciliation of Walter and Walternet in this episode is so beautiful. It is so wonderful to witness. I love it. It is the most pure thing on the planet. Like that one moment, I'm skipping way ahead here, but that one moment where Walter and Walternet are sitting down and... Like, Walter is afraid because if they turn off the machine, maybe Peter will go away because the machine brought Peter into this timeline, at least is uh, the theory, quote-unquote. And Walter is just, like, comforting him over this and saying, like, hey, 25 years ago you could not have made this decision, you've grown and all that, and it's just like... There's just beautiful reconciliation. Like, Walter Nett has been so many decades, like, demonizing Walter. Like, painting Walter as, like, the horrible scum of both universes who destroyed his world. And, like, now, Walter Nett's finally sitting down and seeing the actual person Walter is. Like, the remorseful, compassionate, uh repentant person that he's become and like <coughs> uh, sorry uh for some reason my uh my my throat went all gammy for a second. I swear it's not COVID. <coughs> mm. This happens sometimes. It's fine. <coughs> Man, I shouldn't have smoked those seventeen packs a day <laughs> Anyway Now that I've gotten my moment of dying out, uh, let's get back to Fringe. (laughs) Uh, but Walternet being confronted with, like, the person that this man he's demonized for so long actually is, and sort of, like, de-radicalizing himself as a result, like, and sort of having this reconciliation with Walter, and Walter subsequently reconciling with Walternet, because Walter has also, like, not had a high opinion of Walternet over the years for good reason like it's 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 beautiful it's really really beautiful and I love that subplot so goddamn much but anyway after Walter explains this plan then almost exactly at that moment David Robert Jones puts it into motion uh, he starts sending cortexafan kids yup Cortexafan kids that he has recruited and radicalized into certain key spots in the world, and basically having them draw off of their doppelgangers in the other universe and creating earthquakes as a result. Basically, he is trying to make it so that the Cortexafan kids can make. Key spots in both universes vibrate at a mutual frequency. Uh, So, if I remember correctly, our universe vibrates in C, the other universe vibrates in G, and he's bringing them both to exact middle, E. And if he does this enough times in just the right spots, collapse. Uh, Gravitational singularity, Big Bang, all that. And it is only a matter of time at this rate until that chain reaction results in the end of the world. Now, there is a way that we can for sure, 100%, stop the earthquakes from happening. The reason this connection is able to exist is because of the link between the universes created by the machine. It is because of the bridge that this is allowed to happen. In other words, the surest way to stop this from happening, the surest way to make sure that both universes are safe Is to close the bridge. Is to turn off the machine and sever the link between worlds. This is not ideal. For many reasons. First off, let's not forget the fact that the machine and the bridge is literally healing the other universe. It is healing the other side. uh, Closing the rifts. Healing like these... Tears in the fabric of their universe. They're able to unamber like entire places purely because of this. Purely because of this machine. So if they close that bridge, according to Walter, it won't get any worse. There won't be like a continual degrading. But the healing will stop. And that's almost as bad for that world, quite honestly. Also, I mean, the connections formed between both universes have been real. Like, the other universe has become like a source of familial bond, almost. Uh, The scenes we've had with... Olivia and alternate Astrid, like, coming over and being all buddy-buddy with our universe people, like, that bond has been beautiful, that reconciliation has been beautiful, and like, no one wants that to go away, so this is basically being left as the nuclear option, this is basically being left as the absolute last resort This is the absolute last thing we're gonna try. But, in the meantime, all is not lost. Uh, Alternate Nick Lane comes into Fringe Division and is like, Hey, I'm seeing visions of myself in the middle of the earthquake epicenter. And in my vision, there's no Twin Towers, blah, 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 blah. So he's like seeing into the other universe as these earthquakes happen. He's seeing into our universe's Nick Lane as our as the earthquakes happen. And so they're like, okay, we can use this. Uh they bring alternate Nick Lane over to this side. Uh they sit him down in Walter's lab and they have him basically just sit down with a bunch of LSD while olivia essentially uses him as a network relay to draw off of her connection to nick lane to draw off of her childhood bond to nick lane essentially he's essentially she's using him as a signal booster to pair to tap into our nick lane's brain through him and so, we use this to track him down. We have this great scene where Olivia is just looking at Nick Lane and seeing all of this uh, all of this imagery from where he is. Like, tracking him to Salem, to the university. Uh, narrower, 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 narrower focus. And guiding Peter and Lincoln to capturing Nick Lane. And it works! We capture Nick Lane just as he's about to start an earthquake... Except there's a bunch of other Cortexa fans who are also starting earthquakes, so they don't really stop anything. And then we get this excellent interrogation sequence. Which in my mind is the highlight of the episode. Where Olivia sits Nick Lane down and goes, Hey, what the hell? Why you destroying both universes? And it's at this moment we realize that David Robert Jones told Nick Lane a very different version of his plan. David Robert Jones told Nick Lane that the universe, the other universe was attacking now, the universes were still at war, and that this was... A way to attack the other side. Yeah, the Earthquakes, uh, they look bad here, but they're collateral damage, and the damage on the other side is way worse. Uh, So if you just do this a bunch, it'll, like, rip apart the other side until they surrender. And we only need to do it one more time until the other side surrenders. Code for, if this happens again, both universes are gonna super die. And so they told, they basically fed the ZFT manifesto to these Cortexa fan kids saying, you're fighting for our universe. You're fighting for our universe. You're fighting for our universe. When really they're just being used as tools for David Robert Jones' own agenda. Now, it is at this point, Land, we're going into theory. Break out the corkboard. <laughs> because I want to bring back to something we saw a few episodes back. Now, when they were talking about David Robert Jones trying to activate Olivia's Cortexa fan abilities. They talked about how David Robert Jones was doing something similar in the other timeline. But we never figured out why. And Peter says, maybe his goal is the same. Maybe it's for the same reason. And September comes in at that moment and says, yes, his goal is the same. Now, the obvious, like, surface level definition of that is David Robert Jones wanted to collapse both universes. That's what he wanted in The Other timeline. And you'd be... It's understandable that you'd think that, although, without spoiling anything for people who haven't watched this show before, uh, certain things happen in certain episodes down the line that make me believe that that's not the case. Make me believe that David Robert Jones definitely didn't have that plan in the original timeline. But, here's what we do know about ZFT in the original timeline. We know that William Bell wrote the ZFT Manifesto. We know that after William Bell wrote the ZFT Manifesto, a chapter on ethics was removed. Walter at the time suggested that that chapter on ethics was removed to suit someone else's evil purposes. Presumably, David Robert Jones. We know David Robert Jones was fully willing to manipulate ZFT teachings. So, I present to you this. What September was talking about, September was speaking in half-truths. Which, as we know observers, excel at. I think what he meant was not David Robert Jones wanted to collapse both universes in the original timeline, but rather he meant that David Robert Jones was activating Cortexafan subjects in that original timeline in order to use them as weapons for his own gain. He preached about the coming war between alternate universes, but I don't think he ever intended on fighting it. I think he intended on using that rhetoric to get Cortex fan kids to do whatever the hell he wanted. And that clearly translated to this new timeline. That clearly translated to this David Robert Jones doing the same thing. Activating Cortex fan kids and using selections of ZFT. For his own advantage. Picking and choosing particular aspects of ZFT. To get Cortex Fan Kids to do whatever the hell he wanted. And so, now we're left with this. Just a little, uh... I'm telling you, like, this show, it's so good at putting all the puzzle pieces in clear view without spoon-feeding you the end result. Without spoon-feeding you, like, hey, we finished the puzzle for you. Like, all the puzzle pieces are there. All the puzzle pieces are there. You just have to... Figure a way to fit them all together to create this pristine picture that is the many, 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 many complex layers of fringe. Like, it's, it answers enough questions definitively to be satisfying, while leaving just enough up to interpretation to have this refreshing level of complexity to it. Like, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great. But, anyway, this interrogation. This goes on. Uh, Nick Lane tells a story at one point about how David Robert Jones found him and taught him to control his abilities. Uh, Apparently, in this timeline, Nick Lane accidentally killed his sister when he was having suicidal thoughts. And, like, literally as he was having the thoughts, his sister flat out committed suicide in the exact way he was going to. Uh, And was like, this is what William Bell and Walter Bishop did to me. And then David Robert Jones saved me. Like, sort of this hanging on to the David Robert Jones rhetoric. Hanging on to the ZFT rhetoric. While all of this is happening, the timer watch that they recovered from him restarts and starts counting down from six hours. Olivia is able to convince Nick Lane, no, 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 this is not what's happening, this is not what's happening, this is not what's happening, this is not what's happening. David Robert Jones is lying, David Robert Jones is lying, David Robert Jones is lying, you'll destroy two universes, you'll destroy two universes, you'll destroy two universes. She's able to convince him, and... With his help, they find a warehouse that, according to Nick Lane, might be, could possibly be… That safe zone that Walter described. So they go to this warehouse, they search it, and there's literally not a single thing there. While they're searching, Nick Lane escapes custody by... uh... Projecting suicidal feelings onto an FBI agent and then running away while he stabbed himself in the gut. So yeah, suffice it to say that didn't work, which means we are only left with one option. Turn off the machine. Close the bridge. And you feel the weight of this decision throughout the entire episode. Like, no one wants to close this. No one wants to sever ties. Not a single person in that room is happy about this. Both Olivias, both Astrid's, Peter, Lincoln, both Walters, Broyles. They're all, like, really, really devastated by, like, the weight of this. And so, Peter, using that biomechanical interface, uh, causes the machine to overload. Uh, it happens slowly, 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 slowly. So they could basically trigger an emergency shutdown. And the goodbyes that happen in this period are beautiful. I already talked about the Walter and Walternet scene of just, like, fully reconciliation. Uh, the goodbye between the two Livias is perfect is just flat out beautiful uh where like faux olivia is like you know there's a lot i admire about you a lot i wish i had and then R. olivia's just like funny i was about to say the same exact thing like that was just perfect uh lincoln makes a decision to stay in the other universe he's not coming back he's just in the alternate universe now that's just his home That's just where he lives. So that's a thing. And the goodbye to Lincoln is really sweet and really wonderful. Like, and then the overload reaches 100%. It is time to trigger the full blown shutdown. The shutdown happens, and the other universe is out of reach forever. We're done. That's it. And like, there's this moment of silence, like after everyone from the other universe disappears. And it's just like, oh, oh, like that moment of silence is just so utterly painful. It really, really is like, it's just like they, they basically severed a limb. It's rough. It really, really is. And then that's it. Clearly, clearly David Robert Jones is stopped forever. Clearly, there's not anything else he will possibly do. We are done with this season. On to 2036. I'm sorry, what? Okay, I've just been informed that there's two more episodes in this season. (laughs) And this storyline is very much not over. (laughs) Uh, yeah, man... There's only two episodes left. It's a two-part finale. It's insane. <laughs> it is an insane end to a really fantastic season. Uh yeah. I'm just going to shut up now and I'm just going to leave all thoughts for uh for those episodes. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's doesn't work for you, you can also support their show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 21. Talk to you then.